What's up, Melanated family? This is your boy Harrison, man, bringing you a brand new episode of my show, The Melanated Convo Podcast. I would like to welcome everybody to the show, man. It's a beautiful Saturday morning in California. How's everybody doing, man? Let me get in my seat right. Let me get this thing started off right. You feel me? And I always like to say this, and I'm going to continue to say this until everybody is completely clear about what I do. If this is your first time listening to the show, we do a couple things here. We talk about black businesses. The health of our people, to me, is 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 extremely tied to finances. It's extremely tied to how we spend our money, who we spend our money with. So on the show, we talk about black businesses, something I like to call the black business spotlight. Also on the show, we go over different news stories, different things going on in the news, different things that I find intriguing. You know, I list a couple different stories. We get in detail about how these stories could possibly affect us as melanated people. And last but not least, I have a topic of the day. I take a particular topic, again, going something going on in the news, something going on with our family, something going on in politics. I don't go too heavy into politics because I know a little bit about it, but you know what I mean? So I try to stay with stay in my lane to a degree but there's a lot of shit that we need to talk about at all times right so on today's show the topic will be being careful what you allow we're talking about relationships the topic for today will be going over uh, our relationship with the woman you with with the man you with being careful um not to allow things early on in the relationship that you may regret later right so at the end of the show we'll make sure to dig deep into that if this is your first time listening to the show, also, I do something. The the, the the bigger scope of my platform is called Melanated Fathers of America, which is melanatedfathers.com. If you haven't been to the website, you can go today. On this website, not only will you find this show, you'll find different articles about people, places, and things in our history, and Melanated history. You'll find a book of the month on the website. You'll find articles about parenting on the website. You'll find different news stories that I talk about. On this show is the possibility you can find those, or you will actually find those on the website as well. Um, this YouTube channel is Melanated Fathers TV YouTube. If you're on the YouTube channel, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. You know, I want my channel to be as big as possible just so I can have more influence, just so I can have a wider range of Melanated people that I talk to. I think it's important with social media and everything that goes on on the internet, it's important that we have... Um, um, critical thought based dialogue as well again it's okay to have fun online it's okay to just post videos about shit that make you happy that shit that make you smile dancing videos and different type of music all that is necessary right but also at times we got to buckle down and have serious conversations not just for the health of our people in general but for the health of our kids right as uh, as the adults we need to make sure we're we're imparting the right type of wisdom onto our children and we need to make sure that they have a balance so they're not just focusing on partying and chilling you know what i mean using the other part of their brain where they can actually think about stuff where they can use critical thought when necessary you feel me so let's get started so if you haven't done so please go to melanatedfathers.com please go to the website melanatedfathers.com check out the website tell me what you think about it sorry about my eye family i bust the uh bust the blood vessel in my eye so i know i look high than a motherfucker but believe me i'm not Right now, at least. <laughs> you feel me? So I bust the blood vessels on my shit looking all crazy. But let's get started, family. First, what we're going to do today, first things first, we're going to talk about the black businesses, right? Because, again, money that does not circulate, our money does not circulate through the black community nearly as enough as it, nearly enough as it needs to. We need to make sure that when we get paid, 
we take a small portion of our funds, however much you want to allocate, and try your best to shop with a black business. Whether it be a black store online, whether it be a black clothing line that you know about. You know, I'm here in Sacramento. Um, we have something called the African Marketplace in my city, where it's a, like a plaza that's full of black businesses and it's expanding too, kind of like our own little black wall street to a degree you feel what i'm saying so if you're in my city you can always go to the black market the african marketplace find something there there's always something to find there there's a store there's different type of clothing there's a lawyer there's fucking all different type of things in this little plaza right so around the country you guys may not have something like that but even still man if you do your due diligence you can find black businesses we all know people who who are black who sell things and of course like i always say you don't want to just give your money to anybody of course the tiebreaker is the fact that you look like me you feel me the the product that i get from you needs to be comparable if not better than anywhere else i can get it you feel me i'm not gonna give you my money just because you're black. That shit don't make no sense. So we need to make sure we're finding qualified black businesses to support. So, first business of the day. Many of you guys may be aware of Tariq Nasheed. Tariq Nasheed is a filmmaker. Um, he's a social analyst. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? He, he talks a lot about white supremacy and racism or, or whatever. Some people don't rock with the brother, but I fuck with him. I mean, like I said on last show, any black man or woman who whose ultimate goal is to liberate black people, whose ultimate goal is to empower black people i fuck with them right so first product of the day is a product called ogun juice ogun juice this is a pepper spray that anybody in the family can purchase right this is a pepper spray now we understand that it's important that we get our second amendment rights up right but for whatever reason, some people may not want to carry a gun with them where they go. Some people may not be qualified to get a gun. Some women may be intimidated by a firearm, whatever the case may be, right? So get yourself some of this Ogun juice. This is pepper spray, family. This is pepper spray, family. So if you're in a situation where you got to get the ass up off you, you feel me? You can use this Ogun juice. If any of you aren't aware, Ogun is an African god, a mythological African god. Look him up. You feel me? A lot of y'all know all the characters from the Bible, but don't necessarily know a lot of the characters from your African heritage. You feel me? So this is Ogun juice. You can go to ogunjuice.com. Ogunjuice.com. That's O-G-U-E-N. I'm sorry. O-G-U-N. J-U-I-C-E juice, ogunjuice.com. Go to the website, get yourself some pepper spray. All the men out there, if you got a girl who, again, don't got a gun, don't want a gun, don't have a gun around her, this shit right here will get them up off of her until she can get to safety. You feel me? So get you some Ogun Juice on the website. If you go to ogunjuice.com, on his website, there's Ogun Juice, Ogun Juice shirt. There's socks, there's a mask, there's a face mask and everything, you feel me? And I support the brother because from what I can tell, he loved black people. He loved the melanated community and I do too, so anybody like that, I fuck with. You feel me? So, ogunjuice.com. Again, if you got a woman, if you got a, a, a daughter that's 18, 19 years old, um, and she goes out and she's out at a club or she goes out with her friends. Like, we got to make sure our family is protected, man. I don't know if you guys have fucking noticed, but we at war. We at war out here in these streets. You feel me? With racism, with white supremacy, with the political structure. Like, every time shit is bad in the country, it's really, really bad for us. Like my boy Jeff, Jeff Brown say, if shit, the country got the flu, shit, we got the AIDS. 
black folks got AIDS. You know what I mean? So whatever this, whatever type of sickness or ailments that's going on in the United States, unfortunately, our community gets it worse. You see what I'm saying? And right now, with all this racial tension going on, all the rioting, all the emboldened racists that find it within themselves to do whatever they fuck they want, they want to do to us because they understand how the law works and they understand that they may not be um, that they may not be held accountable if they do something dastrous to us if they fucking harm us or kill us or whatever you see what i'm saying so all my brothers out there you should be practicing your second amendment rights if not get yourself some ogun juice too don't feel bad shit if you don't want to bust a gun if you don't feel comfortable busting a gun for whatever reason get yourself some ogun juice you feel me so that's ogunjuice.com ogunjuice.com go there today and get yourself some of the pepper spray now, and it's only $21.99. That's how much the pepper, the pepper spray costs. $21.99. So it's not expensive at all. Support a black business. Next black business. Next black business. Because today, I'm going to be talking about relationships. That's the topic. Being careful about what you allow, what you accept from your partner, right? We'll be talking about that a little bit later. But before we get to that, in, in, in the spirit of that, I wanted to introduce the second business that we should support my boy Zoe Williams Zoe Williams is a radio host out of the LA area I've learned a lot from that brother over the years um, he he's a radio host he's an author just a community activist as well and his latest book is called the holographic relationship family the holographic relationship family when we look at our community of course there is racism of course there is bigotry there is prejudice there is all these things that affect us from, from fractions outside of our community. That's completely understandable, right? We need to be aware of this. We need to be aware of how to dismantle this. But at the same time, we need to be aware of what we can do to better our relationships, what we can do to better the style of communication we're using with our partner, with our kids, right? So this goes into detail about how you're a mirror, how you're mirroring what your partner is, how the energy you put out there comes back to you. Real good shit. I haven't finished reading it yet, but this is a real good goddamn book right here. Not just really because I trust in him, because I've been listening to the brother for so long, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with his ideology, and on his show and on his platform, he talks a lot about relationships, a lot about the importance of us relating, and again, when we look at our community, again, I don't do the shit where I say, where people say, you know, all these single mother homes, the, these homes with just moms in them, it's because the dad not there, and because of how we're not doing things the right way as a community, that can be true to a degree, but I'm aware of the outside fractions that have systematically kind of put us in a fucked up situation, but we need to be accountable. That's the point I'm making. We need to be accountable for who we are and be accountable for what we do, be accountable for who we have kids with. You feel what I'm saying? Too, too often in our community, we're just running around fucking frivolously, not being aware of our future not being aware of how this is going to affect our future right our kids need two-parent homes y'all like any way we want to chop it up our children need two parents homes if you're in a situation where you have a baby and you didn't even attempt to make sure your kid was going to be raised in a two-parent home shame on you that's your goddamn fault and that's some shit we need to stop again racism is real Outside of our communities, people have systematically oppressed us. Yes, but what you gonna do about it, right? You gonna fall into the trap and just go along with what you see? Or you gonna step outside of the box and try to make sure you set your family up the right way? And reading, to me, you can read something, you can watch a podcast, you can watch a documentary, but do a little research about how to improve 
some shit you may not be good at. And our relationships are extremely important. The relationship with our women or with our men, the relationship with our children, the relationship with the people we have at work. Life is about relationships to a degree. You know what I mean? So get this book, family. The Holographic Relationship. Get this book. Get your relationship game up. You feel me? So you can be able to teach pe people something. So you can go back to your relationship with the proper tool belt. Sometimes we've been in relationships and we ain't got the proper tools. You know what I mean? This particular situation with my woman, this shit calls for a hammer. I got a goddamn saw. You feel me? It ain't gonna work out right. So we need to make sure that we're cognizant of the importance of our, and this is, I'm speaking to me right now too. Like the importance of communicating, the importance of, 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 of empathizing with people when they feel a particular way, the importance of fucking listening. You see what I'm saying? So, Get your game up, family. The Holographic Relationship. You can find this book at IamZoeWilliams.com. That's I am Zoe Williams, Z-O Williams. Y'all should know how to spell Williams. It's right there on top of the book. ZoeWilliams.com. That's my boy, Zoe Williams, right there. I love that boy. You know what I mean? He didn't taught me a lot. He's a black man. That's about empowering. You feel me? I don't go to, when I look for uh, melanated men and women to empower me that I feel has, have our best interest at heart, I don't really find those kind of motherfuckers on TV, just to be honest. Most of the people that I follow, I found on YouTube or I found through books or other forums. You feel what I'm saying? So I like to be connected with people who I may have a difference in opinion. We may share like a difference in opinion. We may share a different ideology when it comes to certain shit. But ultimately, you want to see black people in America do better than they did before. You want to you wanna see us improve upon where we are in this country but at the same time call out the injustices that have taken place because sometimes we'll get black folks on tv who we call coons and we're calling you a coon because you're negatively impacting you're negatively impacting our whole race knowingly you see what i'm saying you get on tv and use some fucking propaganda or some stereotypes to kind of categorize black folks that's doing nothing to help us see that's doing nothing to help us move forward and especially when you're aware when you're like a college educated man like roland martin for instance who goes on tv and tries his best to shame black people in the front of a white audience. You see what I'm saying? He tries his best to talk down to us or look down on us when it comes to certain topics. If you want to speak about revolution, if you want to speak about different black leaders and they call you all these fucking names, they call you radical and all this bullshit when actually it's just speaking truth to power. So anybody in our community who speaks truth to power, I'm for them. I completely support them. And that is my boy, Zoe Williams. You feel me? He is one of them. Zoe Williams, shit. Tariq Nasheed, Corey Holcomb, uh, uh, Riza Islam. Um, there's a list, a long list of brothers in our community. Uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, brother, brother Polite, right? So these are all men who, uh, not all, but some of them are men who even members of the black community have a problem with. Like they see him do something wrong or they see that they're not perfect and all of a sudden you want to castigate them when you will go vote for Biden. When you will go vote for Trump, when you will put your faith in a goddamn white man who ain't never showed us that they got any type of love for us, any type of respect for us. You feel me? So I support my brothers in the struggle. Go get that holographic relationship today. I am ZoeWilliams.com. At the bottom of the video, I'll put a link for both products. Please support them. Please support them. Tell everybody about them. I am ZoeWilliams.com. The holographic relationship. That's my boy. Now, on to... On to the news stories. This is something I seen this morning. Roll out of my bed this morning. Shout out to the brother T.I. He posted this video. I reposted it on my page because it's extremely important. 
So a black man was at a stop sign. Um, he was at a stop sign, or he was stopped in his vehicle. In front of his vehicle, he sees a white lady who's constantly, she's right in front of the car. She's constantly telling him, you're in my car. She's physically telling his brother, you're in my car. Get out my car. He's like, what the fuck? Bitch, get out the way so I can get, so I get moving. He got his kids in the car and everything, right? She's constantly telling them, you're in my car. All of a sudden, I don't know if they were all around at the same particular time, but all of a sudden, two or three, four white men come out of the, come out of the cuts, and now they're walking around the car. Like, she said, this is her car, bro. Get out the car. I'm like, what the fuck is actually going on here, right? We have a white man trying to, that opens his door, that comes to his door and say, hey, she said it's her car. Now, this is obviously this is his brother's car. Obviously, this brother is riding in his car. Right? He got his kids in the car. They all crying and shit. Dude tries to open the door. He slams the door. There's another white man in front of him. Got his hand in his jacket. Right? We don't know what he got. All of a sudden, they kicking the car. All of a sudden, they kicking the car. They hitting the car. They laying on the car. Right? Family. And this black man, and again, brother, I don't mean no disrespect, but this black man is just sitting there. He's sitting there calling the cops and his daughter telling him to call 911. He called 911, talking about him in front of Walmart. He's, nigga, if you don't smash off, nigga, if you don't smash off and kill these racist motherfuckers, you kidding me? Your kid in the car crying. His little girl like, daddy, what you going to, no, dude, you in a one-ton vehicle. How much your goddamn car weigh? You better smash, you better run these motherfuckers over and say you feared for your life like they do us. You see what I'm saying? Family, we got to get rid of this docile shit, man. So either you're going to practice your Second Amendment rights and make sure you got that goddamn thing on you whenever you need to or do whatever you got to do to protect your family, man. Obviously, these people is crazy. Obviously, they white supremacists. Obviously, they out of them. Whatever the fuck is going on with them, you got to protect your family. So he made sure everybody locked the doors. He's calling the cops. Bro. Black family, melanated family, if you're in a position where you got some white supremacists trying to break into your fucking car with your kids in the car, smash off, running everybody over in your way, period. I'm going to go to jail for that. Me, I'm going to go to jail for that. I'll go sit down for that. Real shit. I'll go sit down for that. There's no goddamn way I'm going to let somebody put fear into my family like that o over that kind of shit. Right? Because in society, you want to be fair. You want to make sure you're not being the aggressor. You want to make sure you're not being disrespectful. Right? We ain't, we ain't that kind of people as black folks. But fuck that. You can find this video. Excuse me. You can find this video on my Instagram page. That's Melanated Fathers. You can find it on my personal Instagram page, which is Southpaw underscore 100. You can find the video there. You feel me? But look, family. We can't be scared. In the face of racism, in the face of injustice, we can't be scared. That's why we have to be aware of all this shit. You get some white motherfuckers running up on me on some bullshit, I am going to jail today, family. Period. You got your goddamn kids in the car, you calling the police, you know the police is going to show up and be like, what What they do wrong? Unfortunately, unfortunately, I... I I understand how law enforcement is supposed to be here to protect and serve, but we need to realize in a lot of situations, they ain't really here to protect and serve us. You see what I'm saying? We got to be, we got to get to the point where we self-sufficient with the shit that we need to do. We got to get to the point where we understand our second amendment rights, that we understand how white supremacy or racism, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the systematic endeavors that continue 
that continually happen to us, that continually disenfranchise us, you got to be aware of that shit. You know what I mean? So your kids should be aware of it. Your kids should be aware. Everybody in your house, everybody in your family should be aware of how this system works so when they see shit, it don't freak them out. When they see shit, they ready. You feel me? When you get your gun game popping, bring your kids to the gun range. Bring your kids to the gun range. It may be kind of scary for them at first, just how violent the pistol can be, but fuck that, family. What are we going to do out here? You see what I'm saying? That's why I spend a lot of my time talking. People say it's not all about racism. It's not all about race. You're right. But the shit runs this country, family. That's what, that's what runs this country, family. You can't turn your head to racism and act like it don't exist in your life. See, that's when niggas get fucked up in the game when they think it's not going to happen to me. I make too much money. Or I got too many degrees. There's no position in America a melanated person can be in that can't get you fucked up with the law. Whether you got a billion dollars or two dollars, you're still a nigga. Let's never forget that. Regardless of your stake in this society, regardless of your social economic benefits that you've been able to gain for you and your family, that shit don't matter in the face of racism, family. They looking at your ass laughing with your big nice car and your nice fucking suit on. You feel me? You still a monkey to them. You just got it on a suit in a nice fucking car. You see what I'm saying? So this, I'm, I'm speaking about this. And again, I always say this about videos that I talk about. Context is everything. There could have been a contextual part of this video that I missed that would make me change my stance, maybe slightly, but I'm going by what I see. And what I see on that video, that brother's life, him and his children... Their life was in danger. Period. Their life was in danger. My life is in danger. I'm not calling the police. If my life is in danger, I'm not calling the police. If I have a heart attack, somebody in my house pass out and they not up, they fucking, they not waking up or some shit, I'm calling the cops. Some shit happened, somebody breaking my house and I'm not here, I got a new police report, yeah. But if you breaking this motherfucker while I'm here... You going home in a body bag, family. Period. Period. You ain't leaving this house. You trying to break in my car while I'm in it. If I ain't got that thing on me, I'm running you over. I go sit down for that. I'm not going to let you get in my car. They hit this car. They hit what the fuck is with the brother. Come on, bro. Fuck that shit. Come on, bro. You had to kill you a couple motherfuckers today. Hey. All of us need to realize this in life. Let's get this death shit out of our mind. You're going to be gone one day anyway. But while we're here, at any moment, some shit can pop off, man. I know we look at the marches and the protests and the unrest and how niggas get killed in Minnesota and all these other states. Some, maybe, maybe in your mind, you think it can't happen to you. Maybe in your mind, you think that's way over there. Nah, until this shit happened to you... Then you're going to be like, okay, I got to get on point. Fuck that. I'm not going to wait until the shit come to my doorstep for me to be ready. You see what I'm saying? All my black men out there, man, you got to be ready like on some military shit, brother. Look, check it out. Check it out. Y'all got to work out. You feel me? You got to work out. You got to watch what you eat a little bit, but you got to be in some type of shape just so you can tussle with a motherfucker. You feel me? So you can get out of a sit so you can get out of a situation. You gotta make sure you know how to use that goddamn thing. You gotta make sure you're comfortable using that motherfucker. You feel me? You gotta get you some 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 uh, uh, canned foods or some um, some different material that you can put into a bag just in case you gotta leave your house right away. 
You feel me? Just in case the shit get crazy and you got to bounce out and walk for hella miles. And look, family, I know we want to believe that some of this shit could never happen to us. It's on TV. It's far over there. Nah, family. Unfortunately, that shit could come right to your doorstep, just like this brother. I'm sure he didn't think he'd be in his car one day driving, and all of a sudden he'd have these white racist motherfuckers surrounding his car, and everybody telling him, she said it's her car, get out. I'm thinking, okay, they crazy, or they trying to kill me. It's time to get them, period. You feel me? So let that be a lesson to the family out there, man. Be prepared to protect your fucking family at all costs. Fuck your life like that. Like, I'm putting my life on the line every time for my people. Every time. Especially my goddamn family. You feel me? So come on now, man. Shit. Got me hot around this motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm like, bro, you better smash off. <laughs> Call on the police. Shake it. I'm, I'm, I'm in front of Walmart. Nigga, if you don't do that thing... If you don't rev up this goddamn engine and, <laughs> and make speed bumps out of these motherfuckers, I would have been like, zoom, boom, reverse, boom, 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 boom. You feel me? Fuck that. Got me fucked up. You feel me? All right, next story that I want to talk about. This was extremely interesting to me. So, Oprah Winfrey has a show on Apple TV. It's a series called The Oprah Conversation. Now, recently on this show, she had a guest on. She had a few guests on. She had one guy who's an ex-NFL player named Emmanuel Aiko. Not too sure I'm familiar with that brother, but um, Emmanuel Aiko. Another white gentleman or a white woman, another Latino person. So they're having a conversation about white privilege. Now, the problem was, it's my opinion, because Oprah got a lot of shit about this conversation. In the conversation, she's saying white privilege exists. She's basically going in on white supremacy. She's basically speaking to the injustices of our, that we experience in our community, right? Now, a couple things happened. So people came out and they are attacking her like viciously. She's getting attacked because of her statements right now. One, I think, is because Oprah has been kind of apolitical. Um, she's, she, she's not really been a strong advocate of of black injustices like she hasn't really spoke about racism in depth and unapologetically in her career that i'm aware of if she has show me and i apologize but from what i've seen from oprah she's been real safe she's had a real large white audience at times she sided with people that didn't have our best interests in mind based on her relationship with them or based on her relationship with her network or whatever the fuck you see what i'm saying so there's been time that it's been obvious that she has been on the other side of our liberation. I, I have seen that from her for sure. But what happens is now she's an older woman. She's extremely rich. She's extremely wealthy. She's coming out speaking about these issues. People are basically telling her this something. And this is something that they hit all successful black people with. If you have a lot of money and you come out and say, hey, there are injustices in this country. There are privileges that white people have that black people do not have in America. You know what they're going to tell you? Oh, you rich, though. How the fuck you know about that when you rich? You talk about some type of injustice when you got all the goddamn money? How are you suffering from racism when you're rich? See, that's a ploy. That, that's a distraction. Um, that's a distraction that they use to come at us with. Because in all actuality, the amount of money that you have don't matter. The amount of money that you look at Bill Cosby. Look at R. Kelly. Look at anybody of influence. If they want to come and get your ass, 
No matter who you are, they can come get you. But that's what, to me, what a racist white motherfucker will tell you. One person said on Twitter, oh, she got billions of dollars and there's white privilege. Where, where's the white privilege here? She still has to deal with racism, regardless of how much money she got now. On Oprah's behalf, if she would have been speaking out about this shit from the beginning, because people was hitting her with, well, you made your money off having these large white audiences, and now you're a billionaire. Now you want to come out talking about how shit ain't fair? You see what I'm saying? And I don't really fuck with that. Like, I don't agree with that per se, but I do understand the fact that for years she's been speaking about a lot of stuff. Oprah has had a very large platform for a lot of years. And those times where she did have the Oprah show, where it was an audience full of white folks, it was rare that it was some revolutionary shit going on on there. You feel me? You may, may see what I'm saying? So she has, a lot of her money has came from a white audience. But that don't negate the fact that there is white privilege. And people were saying she had a guest on her show, a white lady on her show, that's basically saying, well, no, we're, we're being dangerous when we say that all white people have power because there are working class white people. There are poor white people, homeless white people. Sure, ma'am, there is. But if this homeless white man called the police on me, who do you think the police going to look at fucked up? You see what I'm saying? We live in a system. We live in a system that gives people advantages strictly because of how they look. Because even a white, poor person, do you know how a lot of white, poor people think? You know why they're able to be completely comfortable in their skin? Because they say, you know what? I'm white. I'm poor. But at least I'm not a nigga. You see what I'm saying? They're going to see me, even though Trump and, and, and political pundits look at poor white people the same way they look as poor black people poor white people don't really understand that logic they think they're better than us just because they're white when in actuality that, that can't be furthest from the truth but we do live in a system that will give them benefits before they give us that's just the reality of it we do live in a system like i said if we have to have an interaction with the police and it's this white motherfucker here and it's me over here the benefit of the doubt more than likely it's going to go to the white person. You can have a white homeless person who, let's say, they have a little job experience, they've worked throughout their life a little bit, but they're homeless, they look all fucked up, put him in a suit and send him on a job interview. Then put a black man in a suit who had the same kind of problems. He's homeless, he's he been in jail a little bit, put him in a suit, who do you think going to get that job? In most situations, we're not speaking in absolutes here. We're not speaking in absolutes here. There's a lot of black people who do well in this country, right? But in totality, when we look at all, because I don't, regardless of how uh, successful I become, regardless of how um, influence I garner in society, right? Regardless of any of the positive things that I may do to help me or my family, I'm still aware that it's 40 million black people in this country. 40 million, maybe a little more, maybe a little bit less, right? I'm looking at all of us in totality. Like, you got to be, like, we have, that, that's what unity is about to me we have to look at all black people as the same so regardless of how successful i am or become if there's a poor black person in a hood in america if there's a hood in america that's underprivileged then we're not doing shit then we're not what we're supposed to be you see what i'm saying until everybody in my community is lifted up to a degree we none of us gonna be lifted up you feel what i'm saying that's why we have to continue to so like support and, 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 and find ways to fight these injustices regardless of what you garner in society because sometimes black folks get to and I think Oprah 
may have suffered from this at one point in time where you have a lot of influence, you have a lot of money, you have a lot of say-so in different circles, and then you get up there and you look back like, well, y'all can do it too. I did it. If I did it, y'all can do it too. And that's not quite how it's set up. You see what I'm saying? When we look at the black billionaires in this country, when we look at the extremely successful black men and women in this country, it's a small percentage. This is at Oprah, LeBron, Jordan, Excuse me. It's a small percentage. It's not a whole lot of them. You see what I'm saying? Now, excuse me. This country wants you to believe, excuse me, because they're going to show you Oprah and Jordan and the entertainers and Diddy, right? They they show you all these prestigious black people who have found a way to get to where they are, who are extremely hardworking people, in my opinion. I'll never take that away from them. You feel me? But at the end of the day, when we look at systematic racism, when we look at how the welfare system was set up, when we look at the prison industrial complex, a lot of our people don't have the wherewithal to get out of this maze. You know what I mean? You're expecting a people you're expecting people to kind of get out of a maze without a map. So yeah, if one of us get through the maze with no map, it's like, wow, good job, bro. But in totality, that's not really how it works with all of us. You feel me? So I'm happy Oprah is speaking out. Hopefully she does more of it. Hopefully she can get to a point where she say, fuck what these white motherfuckers think. I'm going to do what's best for my people because at times I haven't quite seen her allegiance to us in a manner that can be beneficial to all of us. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to the sister Oprah, man. I don't have nothing against that woman. I, my, my, I think overall, money or not, she's been extremely influential in our culture. You know what I mean? I just wish that everybody who is black, everybody who has melanin, that is extremely influential in this society sees it sees best fit to um empower their community unapologetically like you got to be able to say fuck what people gonna think fuck how they're gonna view me fuck what i can lose from this fuck the money i can lose from from this what's more important like the future of our children or a goddamn paycheck you feel me now next story that i want to go over i think this is the last story too oh so in Florida, and I wanted to talk about this because this reminded me of some George Zimmerman shit. There's a couple things I want to say about this, but in Florida, a Mexican gentleman, Latino, Mexican, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong or whatever, you know what I mean? Luis Orlando Santos Santiago, a 54-year-old Mexican guy, on June 9th, a black kid was driving through his name, I'm sorry, a, a, a black teenager was riding his bike through his neighborhood. This Mexican man said that in the neighborhood, there had been some break-ins. Does that sound similar? In the neighborhood, there's been some break-ins. He stopped the kid. He told the kid, I'm a police officer. Stop right there. He detained the little boy, saying that he was robbing houses around the community, saying that he even stole the bike that he was on, right? So he detains this little boy, scares the shit out of him. The little boy is hyperventilating. He's hella scared. He don't know what's going on. You see what I'm saying? This is why it's so important that we figure out ways to protect our youth. This is why it's so important that we call shit out like this. So, long story short, the Mexican guy eventually calls the police. The police gets there and like, what the fuck is going on? This little boy didn't rob nobody. This little boy didn't, didn't steal this bike. He didn't do any of this shit. And they, they eventually take the little boy and bring him to practice. They put him in a police car and bring him to practice. The, the Mexican gentleman is arrested for false imprisonment because come to find out, he told the kid he was a police officer. He wasn't a police officer at all. 
See, it reminds you kind of the George Zimmerman shit. He wasn't a police officer at all. He was like a security guard some years back. You see what I'm saying? So when I see a situation like this, family, the first thing I'm going to say, our Mexican brothers and sisters, I'm for uh, an allegiance, us being an ally. I'm, I'm, I'm not against a Mexican-American being my ally. But if that's going to happen, a couple things have to take place first. First, you have to fight with me when all this shit is popping. When all this racial injustice is popping off, you got to speak up too, right? And I don't see that a lot from the, from the Mexican community. I could be missing something, but I don't see that a lot. So you got to speak up for us when these situations happen. Because when immigration is taking place and all these other issues are taking place that affects Mexican people or Latino people um, adversely, Sometimes we the first to be on the front line to help you, to support you. You feel what I'm saying? So that shit got to go both ways. And a lot of times when we going through our struggles, I don't see a lot of other people. Sometimes there's white people out there, but I don't know what that's about to a degree. You know what I mean? But when it comes to our, our allegiance with other races of people, again, I'm for it, but it just has to be genuine. And then we have to realize, family, I don't give a fuck who gets upset about this, but some Mexican-Americans... Some foreigner, some people who come, who have came to this country within the last 25 to 30 years, unfortunately, a lot of them take on the same ideology as the white supremacists. A lot of them take on the same, ide the same ideology as the dominant white society. So when they come over to this country, and this doesn't exclude anybody, like African immigrants, some of them, come over here and they be on that same shit. They, they look at black Americans the same way that racist white people look at black Americans. You see what I'm saying? That's why you can have a George Zimmerman. That's why you can have this gentleman here when we need to be honest, on the census, a lot of these people who are Latin or speaking Mexican or speaking these different languages, on the census, they put white. Don't get that shit fucked up. Oh yeah, family, that's some real shit. On the census, they put that they white. You see what I'm saying? So it's a cold game out here, man. We need to realize that at times I, I am one that I want to have allies. I, I, I think that can be useful, right? But if your intent is to sabotage us, or again, if you're looking at me through the same lens as somebody white who is racist or somebody white who doesn't mean my people um, any good at all, then fuck you too. You see what I'm saying? Because it's too late in the game for that. Now, because I'm not walking around searching for allies or searching for people to agree with us. Like, we ain't got to do that. We can do this shit by ourselves. There's 40 million of us. In my opinion, we can get whatever we want to get done, whether it be politically, whether it be with reparations, whether it be with our communities. Outside help can be useful, but we can do this shit on our own. You feel me? So, this dude was put in jail. Hopefully he gets a lot of time in jail. Think about if he would have had it because the young man was scared because the Mexican guy kept going in his jacket so he didn't know if he had a gun or whatever. What if this would have been a George Zimmerman situation where he pulled a gun out on him? You know what I mean? Like these particular citizens who deputize themselves in the face of black strength. You know what I mean? Because I don't see this kind of show me the news story where white kids get treated like this. Maybe I'm may, maybe I'm fucked up. Maybe I'm missing some shit. Maybe I don't read well enough, right? 
Show me some news stories where a teenage white kid gets treated like this by a black man or by a Mexican man and see what happened to that community. See what happened to that white man. See what kind of, or, or that Mexican man or that black man that does that to a white child. See what kind of justice they go out and search or they go out and seek. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not saying nothing physically should happen to this dude, but we need to learn how to protect our babies, man. We need to make sure we come to a point where we can make examples out of motherfuckers so they don't do this kind of shit to us. Because I'm happy that this young man, it was just a little mishap. He was able to get off the practice still, but it could have been worse. The Trayvon Martin situation, we've seen that it can get worse. You know what I mean? So we got to be on alert, family. Make sure our families are on alert. Make sure our kids are on alert. If you got a young man who's riding a bike at night, he has to know how racism works. Period. He has to know how racism works. He has to know how prejudice works. He has to know how to be on the lookout for people who may not have his best interests at heart. You see what I'm saying? We can't keep sending our kids out in the world ill-prepared for for the different fractions of society that don't mean us no goddamn good. You got to be aware of that. Now, you don't want to scare your kids or scare anybody in your family, but th the truth is the fucking truth. You see what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, family, melanated family, all we got is us, man. At the end of the day, all we got is us. We can, again, we can seek out these different communities to be allies with, but at the end of the day, all we got is us. So I hope this motherfucker gets time in jail in the community around. I think they're in Hillsborough County. Here, Hillsborough County, y'all got to do something, man. Figure, figure, some, some, figure some shit out around there, you know what I mean? To make sure this type of incident doesn't happen again because it could have been a lot worse. I'm happy that the young man, it was just a mishap. He was still able to get to practice, but the shit could have been a lot worse. You feel me? So, fuck that motherfucker in Florida. That's how I feel about it. Alright, so. News stories is done. Let's talk about the topic. Right? Let's talk about the topic. Let's, 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 let's get into it for a minute, family. Being careful about what you allow like what does that mean right like how do we contextualize that because when we look at relationships all of us or most of us if you're not in a relationship um you appreciate a good relationship we're all looking to relate you single a lot of single people be like i don't want nobody i'm cool being single yeah maybe you need a little time to yourself but ultimately being in a there's power in being in a strong relationship right so most of us are seeking partners we're 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 seeking our our other halves to kind of complete us to a degree right but i think at times um when you're um not self-realized so when you're in a position where you haven't quite found out who you are yet completely sometimes you can rush into things that could be detrimental to you now and in the future right like you meet somebody my, my dudes out there you meet somebody that's attractive you like the woman y'all vibing or whatever it's extremely important up front like at the beginning of the relationship it's extremely important that you state what you want it's it's completely important it's absolutely important to state your boundaries to to kind of state what you're willing to deal with and what you're not willing to deal with because unfortunately and I've been a victim of this. Like, th this is why I'm talking about it, family. If you put yourself in a position where you are accepting something from somebody and then later on in the relationship, you realize that you don't want that to happen or you realize you're not comfortable with that, 
it may be too late, family. It may be too late to change it. This person's going to be looking at you like, wait a minute, this shit was cool for the past seven, eight years. So all of a sudden now you don't like me doing this? All of a sudden now you don't want me to do that? You see what I'm saying? So if we're looking to be happy, if we're looking to be happy with somebody long term, we can't be so excited about being in a new relationship or so excited about shit, having sex with this person or how this person looks or if you're a woman because they got money. You see what I'm saying? Like, we got to be able to look past some of these things to figure out what it is that we want specifically. That's why, in my opinion, family, the articles that I write on my website, that's MelanatedFathers.com, by the way. The articles that I write on my website about relationships, about young people, I, I attack my platform most times from a young person's perspective. Like, talking to a younger person who hasn't quite got into the whole relationship thing yet but expressing this can be for all of us though expressing the importance of finding out who you are right you can do this through experiences you can do this through dating different people so you can get an idea of what you like you can do this through perspective like traveling and seeing different things and talking to different people like especially in our community family we need to Make, we need to stop rushing into relationships. I see people sometimes, and they six months in, and y'all already moving in, y'all already talking about you love each other, y'all already talking about having a baby. Slow the fuck down. Family, slow the fuck down, man. If this is going to be, if this relationship is going to be something that will be beneficial for you, or if this is right for you, what's right for you, you can't run from. You hear me? What's right for, what's right for you, you can't run from. It's going to be there. The, the universe is going to put it right there in your lap. But because sometimes we are bereft of, of self-esteem or bereft of love or attention, we just quick to jump into some shit that really don't mean us no well. And then we end up having a kid out of this same toxic situation. And now we got to deal with the baby daddy, baby mama thing. We set ourselves up for failure sometimes without even knowing it. You see what I'm saying? So we need to be cognizant of who we allow in our space, like what type of energy we allow around us. This shit is real, family. And if you don't know who you are, you'll never know what you're looking for. Let me repeat that. If you don't know who you are, you'll never know what you're looking for. For. So I tell young people all the time, don't get into no serious relationships right away, man. I'm not saying if you're a young dude or I'm not saying be a hoe and go out there and fuck everybody that, uh, that you meet. I'm not saying that at all. But take time to get to know people. But, but before you take the time to get to know people, you got to take time to get to know yourself. And again, you can do this through traveling. You can do this through reading. You can just do this through the experiences with people. Experiences, experience is the best teacher, even though you can pick up a book and get some great information from it. Experience is definitely the best teacher. You see what I'm saying? So, family, talk to your kids about this. Talk to the people around you you know that are single. Tell yourself this. If you're in a new relationship and things is just getting started and you head, you know how that feeling is, where you head over heels for a motherfucker, everything about them you, uh, you love, right? But that's not life. You shouldn't love everything about anybody. <laughs> there's, there's nobody that's perfect. There's nobody that's without flaws. So you got to be able to know what you want in detail. Know what you want in detail so you can know what you're not going to deal with. You know what I mean? If you wake up years later 
and decide this person that I've been with, this person that I've been in, in this relationship with, in this fight with, in this in this thing with, now I want to stop them from doing something that they've been doing since day one. That's not fair to them. Right? That's not fair to them. Now they look up like, wait a minute, I've been doing this same thing. We've been getting down like this for years. All of a sudden, you wake up, motherfucker, and have an epiphany. That ain't on me. Now, granted, you can wake up and realize that you don't like something that's going on. And it's your right to say, you know what, it's over now. I, I'm different. I realize that, because uh, people do change. Let's, let's put that out there also. People do change, and sometimes in a relationship, the core of who you guys are, you got to find out who that is immediately so you can begin dealing with that, right? Because, excuse me, if you do realize they're doing some shit that you don't, or if you do realize that the person is changing a little bit, excuse me, if you guys are in sync with each other, you got to make those changes together. You can kind of evolve together instead of evolving apart. You see what I'm saying? But all that requires, but all that's about to me is in the beginning, what you accepted in the beginning, you have to be you have to be solid on that. You have to stand on what you will and what you will not accept. Be understanding that this person, if we together 10, 15, 20 years, that shit is hard, y'all. They're going to change a little bit. They're going to evolve a little bit or de-evolve. Like they may go forward or, or go backwards, but y'all got to be in sync so you can be in agreement on how you're going to move forward together. You see what I'm saying? You can't, a lot of times, and I again, I've done this myself where initially in a relationship, I'm not sure about what I wanted. Like I'm not completely sure about who I am yet, but I'm making promises to a woman. I'm committing myself to a woman without necessarily knowing who I am yet. This can be a recipe for disaster. You see what I'm saying? And I bring up this topic because this came from my own personal experience and I want to talk about it, but also the our melanated family man like how we start our relationships relating that's another reason why i talked about the holographic relationship today like relationships are important family how we conduct ourselves in relationships are important who we decide to be around that's a reflection of you you see what i'm saying who you have in your life, who you have in your circle. If your partner is hella dysfunctional, I see people all the time who will break up with motherfucker and they talking shit about him. My baby daddy ain't shit. He wasn't shit. He didn't do nothing. He wasn't da 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 I'm like, damn, what's up with you then? That you allowed a motherfucker like this in your space. See, we so quick to talk about somebody else and what they can't do and what they haven't done, not acknowledging the fact that I was, some of that must be in me too. Right? If I have somebody around me and I have them in my space a lot of times or all the time they're around me, we in a relationship or whatever, and they on some fuck shit, some of that must be in you too for you to allow it. Some of that must be in you too for you to allow that type of energy to be in your space like that. Some of that must be in you too. So instead of pointing a finger at that person and saying they wasn't shit, he wasn't this, she wasn't that, turn that on yourself and talk to yourself about, okay, why did I allow this? What's going on with me that made me comfortable with even being around this kind of motherfucker? You see what I'm saying? So that's some deep shit, family, if you think about it, man. Because we all got children. We all been in relationships that didn't work out. Some of us is doing in relationships now that may not be working out as much. Family, 
take a step back. Be clear on what you want, man. Be, be clear on what you want. Be clear on who you are. Be clear on what you will and will not accept up front. Because how y'all start that shit is how y'all going to end that shit. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, relationships don't have to be forever. Like, a lot of us have been in long-term relationships, and that shit can work out. It's a lot of work, but it can work out. But relationships don't have to be, be forever. If you're in a situation where that shit's not popping, if, if you're not happy, if it's not going the way you'd want to go and you don't see no recourse, if you don't see you being able to get through with this person based on who they are, there's nothing wrong with moving on. You see what I'm saying? Nothing, nothing wrong with that at all, but we need to be careful. We need to make sure we preach this to our children, too. They need to be careful about what they allow in the partner that they're seeking. They, they need to be sure about who they are. That's why I recommend young people, before you have kids, travel. Well, I personally think, and this is just my opinion, that adults, that humans, shit, <laughs> shouldn't have kids till they are at least 25 years old. That's my opinion. I think if you're not 25 yet, you shouldn't be in a serious relationship. My opinion, you shouldn't be in a serious relationship or you shouldn't have a kid yet. So many of us in our community, me included, I've done this as well. We're starting our families. We don't even know who the fuck we are yet, right? So it's bad enough we're in a relationship that, we, uh, that we're allowing all these things to happen and it's becoming a toxic situation or it's a situation where I'm young. I don't even know who I am yet. She don't know who she is yet. We still figuring out the who we are as people in this society. And then you add a kid to that, you just added fuel to the fire, family. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So we need to preach to our children. Like, people, and this is what I see, and I'm a little different than other people. I see a baby as a blessing. I do see a child as a blessing. Like, to, have a, to be able to have a kid is a blessing. However, if you're not right mentally, if you're not right financially, if you're not in a positive, constructive relationship with, a, with the partner that you had the kid with, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing society a disservice to bring kids who are small and cuddly and beautiful, you bring them into this world, but you don't have no financial plans for them. You don't have no plans for them to go to college. You don't have no plans for them to have a stable household. Like, if you're not planning on giving your kid a stable household, don't have a fucking kid. Period. If you don't plan on giving your kid a stable, if, if you don't have a stable household with, let me tell you who's in this house. I'm going to fuck with nobody saying. Let me tell you who's, who's, who's in this house. You and the woman. That's who in the house. If you and this woman haven't set up a stable household with you two and any kids that y'all got together or before or whatever, that's cool. But you two, not your grandma, not your cousin, not your auntie. No, 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 no. They can all come into the fold later. You and the woman in the house, you and the woman set up a solid foundation with your relationship. Then you bring the kid into the fold after you set up a solid foundation with the woman or the man. We, and I'm speaking specifically about our community, other communities do it too, but I'm talking about us right now. We do the shit backwards. We have the kid then want to make a relationship solid. We have the kid then want to focus on getting a good place to live and finding a good job. You're hustling backwards, family. Too often. Too often we hustling backwards and we can't. I'm not going to uh, promote to young people to just have kids and work it out. Like if you around me and you young, I don't give a fuck who, who 
trip off this. If you young and your girlfriend gets pregnant, you're my son, and you 18, 19, 20, and your girlfriend get pregnant, and you don't got a fucking job, she don't got a fucking job, y'all don't got a place to live, you gotta have an abortion. Now again, I don't believe in abortion being like birth control, right? I don't believe it being like birth control, but I think, and this, I think there's a lot of people in our world, there's a lot of people in this country that shouldn't be here. <laughs> there's a lot of people in this, and this sounds fucked up, but I don't give a shit. There's a lot of people in this world to me that should have been aborted. There's a lot of people who, once they are in this, once they're in this space, once they're in this life, they cause a hell of problems. You, you didn't, and I, and, and, and I, put this on the parent, right? You are a dysfunctional person. You have a kid. Now the kid has to struggle. The kid don't have money. The kid don't have resources. The kid, you have to raise him in a fucked up community. You have to struggle and strive his whole life. You don't have a man there or you don't have a woman there. So it's all kind of problems going on. What kind of person that you think this is going to be? You get lucky when you raise a kid in, under these fucked up circumstances and they end up being a doctor or they end up going to the NBA or they end up having a great job with a solid family themselves. You got lucky family. You didn't set that up, right? I'm tired of black parents seeing the end result of their kid. Maybe now he's, um, he has a family and he's okay. Or maybe now he did go to college or something, right? If you raised him in dysfunction, if you raised him and there was not a stable man around, you got lucky. That was luck, family. Because most times, if you're a single mother, now granted, sometimes niggas ain't shit. Sometimes men duck out on their responsibilities and don't want to be there, right? I get that. That happens. But at times, the women, we got to, both parties play a part in this, right? But at the end of the day, if you're in a situation where you're raising a kid by yourself, what happened? If you're a man, you got to raise your kid by yourself, what happened? What, what type of partner did you select? You have to be accountable for that. I'm not saying to beat yourself up. Or I'm not saying that your kid can't go on to be successful or that you, you can't love them or that you can't put on. That's not what the fuck I'm saying. But you got to be accountable for how the fucked up shit in your life happened. If we all, and this is, I'm speaking to myself. If you're in a situation where you have a kid and you're not with the mother or the father and y'all wasn't in a long-term relationship and eventually just dissolved that's a failure to me now granted the kid can grow up to do amazing things but they're gonna do all these amazing things despite your motherfucking ass despite what you didn't do you see what i'm saying all too often we see our kids now they're grown they smiling and look good it's like okay i did a good job no you don't know what type of dysfunction he's dealing with in his head you don't know what type of dysfunction he's dealing with when he's attempting to start a family and he don't have a foundation of how to fucking start a family. He didn't see a, a mother and a father in the house. So now he has a woman. You know the likelihood of him having a kid without there being a woman around or him having a kid without setting up something solid first? It's pretty fucking high. So that's why we got to preach to our children, hey, if you're in a situation where the mother's not there or the father's not there. Y'all didn't work out. Y'all never was in a relationship. Y'all on some dysfunctional shit. You got to admit this to your kid. Like, hey, look, how me and your dad started, that was some, we didn't do it the right way. I want to make sure you do it the right way. So here is the right way. People want to say there's no right and wrong way to, yes, it is. 
Have we gotten so far away from that? I'm not this big traditionalist that think you need to do everything in a traditional manner. But at the end of the day, when it comes to raising a kid, it need to be two people in the fucking house raising a kid. It's that simple. Now, of course, sometimes relationships don't work out. Flat out. Some, but if you started with this person and you're not even in the relationship, you shouldn't have a baby. That's how I feel. If, if me and a woman are fucking around and, and she gets pregnant, we need to say, okay, we need to have an abortion. And if we're going to fuck around, we need to make sure we're safe next time. We need to make sure we can't, we prevent this from happening because abortion is bad. But do you know what's worse to me? You know what's worse to me? Bringing a kid in the world who you don't mean no good by. Bringing a kid in the world that you can't give resources to, that you can't give time to. Bringing a kid in the world that's going to have to deal with so much dysfunction that they may be a little out of their mind. They may be a little mentally unstable. You may be creating a cycle of dysfunction. You see what I'm saying? So fuck that. If you don't have the resources to give to your kid, if you don't have the family structure to provide for a child, you need to rethink the decision. Right? Like motherfuckers say they don't believe in abortion. Now, if you tell me you don't believe in abortion because of the process and because of the fetus and the... I rock with that. Okay. I'm okay with that. But if you tell me you don't believe in abortion based on the Bible, I mean, that's like some bullshit. That's like some bullshit. Because me, personally, I don't live my life by the Bible. Personally. I, I'm no Christian. I'm not a religious person whatsoever. Right? And really... A part of that is because the people around me who are religious, the people around me who use that, be on some bullshit. 85% of them, if not 90% of them, be on some bullshit. Because they searching for something outside of themselves. When they should be looking inside for who they need to be. Like, I, I talk to the God in me. Yes, there's a higher power. Yes, there's somebody that created all this shit. Yes, I pray. But I'm praying to my ancestors. I'm praying to the creator of the universe, whoever that may be. And I don't even know. I'm comfortable with saying I don't know. I don't know it all. You see what I'm saying? But I'm gonna, not going to live my life by, that, by the tentaments of this book that was written a thousand years ago, quoted from a man who was alive a thousand years be uh, before that. I mean, it's kind of bullshit to me. You see what I'm saying? So we need to unpack all of this shit when we're, when we're talking about raising our families, when we're talking about being productive members of society. Because again, yes, white supremacy exists, racism exists, but we need to be accountable too. We need to be accountable for who we sleep with, who we're around, who we allow in our space. Like, that's your decision, man. Racism ain't got nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? That's completely on you, family. You see what I'm saying? So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast. Had a good conversation today, family. I want everybody to follow me on my Instagram page. It's Melanated Fathers on Instagram. My 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 personal Instagram page is Southpaw underscore 100. Please go to the website, which is MelanatedFathers.com. I spent a lot of time and effort um, putting together the articles and the news stories, so I appreciate it. If you go to the website, check out some of the articles, tell me what you think. Go to my YouTube page, which is Melanated Fathers. Excuse me, Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube. On YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube page. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Continue to uh, to support your boy. I'm out.